Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends. Welcome back to Above Par. Super happy you're here and listening. I hope you're having a beautiful start to your summer. Is it summer yet? I don't think it's summer yet. End of your spring. (laughs) Hopefully the weather's nice where you are and you're out playing golf using some of the tips and advice that I give you in this podcast to your advantage so you're playing better, feeling better, scoring better, thinking better. Everything's better. With that in mind, I wanted to share an email I got from a listener who's been using the podcast to help her with her game. Her name's Kathy, and she sent me an email, and I'm just going to give you some highlights of the email so that maybe you can see how she's using some of this content to help her. It might help you think about different ways that you can apply it on the golf course. So she said, hi, I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. I've been playing golf for over 30 years, and I've never seen the results that I wanted. I believe the mental aspect of any endeavor is important, but until your podcast, I was unsure how to get my brain to cooperate. I've been playing in a calm, confident, and or certain state. Good listening, Kathy, and or, don't have to be all of them, certain state until the wheels fall off. She said, I remember you talking about allowing yourself 60 seconds to be upset after a bad shot or hole. So I decided to do just that during my round last Wednesday. She talked about how she was playing a little hockey around the greens, chunked a couple shots. And then she said, as I was getting in the cart, I told myself I had until we got to the next tee box to feel sorry for myself. The next hole was another par three. I got myself calm and hit the ball. I went on the green and I two putted. I felt really proud of myself and felt thankful for your advice. Today I played in a tournament and was exhausted. I played within myself, but at the turn I felt exhausted. The voices in my brain were whining about how tired I was, how I didn't want to play. All of a sudden, I realized what was happening and started to laugh. It's amazing how the brain works. Thanks again. I look forward to your next podcast. Awesome. Such So many good nuggets in there. So she learned how to use the 60-second rule on your emotions. She was really aware. She made a huge number out of par three, went to the next hole, gave herself 60 seconds to be upset, noticed that she was feeling sorry for herself, and was able to par the next hole. Versus where we get stuck is we let that snowball for multiple holes, and then we create big numbers. She also learns how to pivot, gets herself back to calm, right? That really starts with a lot of awareness, which she's doing a fantastic job with. And the other thing that I want to talk about, which I don't really think I've addressed here on the podcast, but it is, but I've talked about in the academy, is tired. Often tired is a thought. And when we have the thought that I'm tired, we become tired. Now, I'm not denying that you can be physically exhausted or mentally exhausted, but a lot of times when we talk about being tired, we create that feeling of being more tired, and then we're not going to produce some very good results when we do that. So when you hear yourself saying, I'm tired on the golf course, or even at home, often if we shift the thought, we shift our energy, we shift our state, we will find more energy. It just becomes a thought that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So good job, Kathy. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I appreciate all the emails when you guys send them in. So thank you so much for that. So today what I wanted to talk to you about was being committed. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people who what they tell me is all I want to do is commit to the shot. I want to be committed. 
And I want to break it down to you today because there's three steps for you to being committed. But let's first define it. Committed is an action. It's something that we do from a state. When we say I want to be committed, it is a command to our brain. But most of us don't even know how to be committed. You can say, I really want to be committed to this shop, but you can feel the doubt and the anxiety and the nerves and you struggle with being committed. In contrast, you know, when you stand over a shot and you are committed, how great that feels and how much better your shots are and the results are. So of course we want to be committed. The reason we want to be committed is because we're up in the front part of our brain when we're committed. It is not available to you to be committed over a shot if you're in the back part of your brain. If you're in a negative state, if you are stressed or have pressure or you're angry or frustrated, you have doubt, you have nerves, you have fear, you have worry, you are not going to be able to commit because you can't think clearly. You can't make decisions. You're not up in the front part of your brain. That's why I always say that awareness is your first step. You want to be aware of where you are mentally. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And then you've got to learn how to pivot to get yourself back into that state of being calm or certain or confident, just like Kathy did. Because from there, I have access to the part of my brain where I make decisions, where I think clearly, where I can be committed. Committed is a level of certainty in your brain, a level of safety, right? The opposite of committed is uncertain or doubt. So if uncertainty or doubt are present, you cannot be committed. You can't have both at the same time. You can't say, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I want to commit, <laughs> right? Your brain's going to be like, what? It's not possible. So if you want to be committed, you want to be committed to a shot. You want to be committed to a break and a putt. You want to be committed to your club selection. You've got to be self-aware of the thoughts and emotions that are going on. And you've got to pivot back to being calm, certain, or confident, or any other state that allows you to think from the front part of your brain, from your prefrontal cortex. From there, then you can be committed. From there, then you can think clearly. So step number one is you have to mentally pivot back to a place where you can think clearly. You've got to pivot back to being one of the three C's. Your second step is to make a decision. So many people want to be committed, but they haven't made a decision. That decision comes in your pre-shot routine. That, that decision comes from you playing the role of a caddy. You collect the data. You decide what you're going to hit. You evaluate your lie the conditions, the wind, where you want to land it. And then you make a decision. Those are the caddy steps before you hit a shot. So be a scientist about that. This is the yardage. This is the wind. This is the club that I think I can hit and make a decision. Now that's club selection. When it comes to hitting shots, let's say you're closer to the green and you're trying to decide between hitting a sand wedge and bumping in a pitching wedge up there or putting it. You want to make that decision and be really firm about your decision based on what you think you can do at that given moment in time. What feels the best? What creates the most certainty for you? There are going to be times when I go out and play golf and I'm like, I'm going to putt from off the green today. I'm feeling like I got a little chili dip going on. <laughs> I don't want to put a sandwich in my hand and chili dip because if that's even a feeling or a thought that I have, the chances of me chili dipping are pretty good. I'll create much better results if I putt it or bump and run it or chip with a hybrid. 
or one of the multitude of different options you have around the green to get the ball onto the green and close to the pin. So if you have multiple options, like a place around the green, base it on what feels the best that you own that day. Doesn't mean it's forever. It just means that day. So make a decision. Step two. Step three is to keep your word to yourself. And this is the part where most people get tripped up. This is part of a life skill, not a golf skill. This is a part of you and your relationship with yourself. The more that you can trust yourself, which is another word that I hear a lot of people say on the golf course, I just want to trust myself. I just want to trust my swing. Well, if you're setting the alarm for seven o'clock and you hit snooze seven times and you miss going to work out because you told yourself you're going to work out that morning, you don't trust yourself. You don't keep your word to yourself. If you make commitments to yourself or to other people and don't keep them and you break them, you don't have trust with yourself. So why when you go on the golf course and you decide it's a seven iron and it's downhill, downwind, and this is the club, put a good swing on it, trust it. Does a part of your brain sit there and go, yeah, I really don't trust you. (laughs) I I think you're going to try and steer this down here. I think you're going to decelerate. You want to get in the habit of practicing keeping your word to yourself on and off the golf course. You want to make it a mission of yours. The better you are at that, the more you commit to reads on the greens, distance of putts, difficult shots, club selections, lines off the tee box, all the things. But whether you're in college and you say, I'm going to start my paper and work on my homework at six o'clock, but you decide to get on social media for an hour before you do it, you've just lost trust with yourself. It could be as simple as I'm, you tell someone you're going to call them back at a certain time and you don't do it. You've lost a little trust with yourself. When you decide you're going to cut out sweets for a week, but yet you're still shoving cheesecake into your face. (laughs) I have no idea why I picked cheesecake. You've lost trust with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is going to build your confidence and your commitment and your trust on the golf course. So if you want to be more committed, it's three steps. Your first step is you got to get in the right state of mind. You've got to know how to pivot back to a place where you can use the front part of your brain, which is where we make decisions, where we think clearly. We do not make good decisions from the back part of our brain when we're in a fight or flight mode or we're in a negative emotion. So step one, get back to calm, certain, and confident. Step two, make a decision. Pick your clubs like a caddy, like a scientist. And then number three is keep your word to yourself. Practice that on and off the golf course. It's going to get so much easier for you when you're in those moments in tournaments, when you hear yourself second guessing your your decisions. You know, the minute you start hearing, I don't know, I'm not sure, you are going to steer that ball, decelerate, guide it. That's not committed. This is a process. It's not a command. Well, I think it's beautiful for you to tell yourself, I want to be committed. That's a goal. This is the work. These are the steps you need to take. Start them today. Start them off the golf course. Take them onto the golf course. And the more committed you stand over the ball, the more certain you are. The more certain you are, the more you're going to be able to swing freely. The more you swing freely, the more your talent you're going to take onto the golf course. And you're going to play better. And you're going to feel better. Everybody's going to be happier. And then you're going to send me an email and tell me about your success. All right, my friends, if I can help you in any way, make sure you go to kathyhartwood.com, join Unleash Your Game. 
join one of the group calls. I'd love to see you there. I'd love to help you with all of this. All right. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.